0: That's right. We're back. That's right. Talking.
1: Fantastic podcast. Ooh. You could say it's four of us here. Ooh.
2: Yeah, we're the real fantastic four. And we're pretty incredible. Spoilers. Hitting it right. It's me, the thing. That's the catchphrase. <laughs> That's you. The Guys, I, <laughs> I, I think that our improv classes are paying off the
1: <laughs> I might have jumped the gun a little bit by admitting that I'm casting us as the Fantastic Four. <laughs> it it's, takes off as we yeah. bought a mic, and well, I leave this place. I'm like, I don't feel so yeah. good. And I, I'm like, my limbs I'm start like
3: stretching you know what, Hunter? Everywhere. It's
2: full camp, and I
1: love it.
3: <laughs> I, I just want to be the mole, man. If we can pull that off, <laughs> then I'm happy.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Underground, mole yeah, man, got crazy glasses. Has he been in a movie?
3: Uh, he was Tim Blake Nelson in the train. Mm. That's what yeah. I. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought.
2: You know, I would I would type cast you actually as almost your job. I would almost yeah. cast you as a beat reporter. That's
3: okay, <laughs> fair enough. The guy in the background, Jimmy Olsen. Like, yeah, yeah. The uh, the flash camera.
0: Could do that. Hello, welcome to the show. We bought a mic, a pop culture podcast, where every week we talk superhero team up uh, redos. A, under a large corporate conglomerate series. Yeah. Um, a fun, banter-filled podcast <laughs> with plenty of careful, critical analysis. But not this week. Harry, <laughs> your eyes just glazed <laughs> over. <laughs> This is uh, this is the new thing that Ernie does. He tries
2: to to do the same catchphrases last week every but week, but I never write it down.
0: Yeah, it's never been. I new. always do it off the dome, and it
2: gets a little better every weekend. Yeah, I was just curious sure. to see where
0: that was going, so I'm glad for the context.
2: I'm Ernest. I am uh, Hunter mm. Biden. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm Drew, and. He's back. I'm back in it, the house. What is this three timers club? Harry
0: Sayer. Oh, no, four, more, four than that. more than 5 more?
3: after my long sojourn in the West Florida beaches, I've made my wow. way back to Central Florida and it is so hot here. Yeah, yeah we should okay. say
1: we just told you that you were coming on for a recast, and you're like, I gotta get out of town. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta, <laughs> gotta think about
3: climate that. I change unplug. is real. Yeah, go sit in a room for two days and think about my casting. So choices.
0: yeah, so this week is a very special week on the show because we are hitting you with two back to back. We fought a mic specials. Um, the one today right now is a Fantastic Four recast with a story pitch. Mm. So much like the Scooby-Doo recast we did uh, about yeah. a month or so ago. Yeah, which no one remembers who won that, so it's probably not even <laughs> worth it. Yeah, I
1: think that I won it. Yeah, I, yeah if, if I, I remember. recall correctly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so what we're going to do here is Drew will be our judge. Fucking finally. He will <laughs> have the all uh, the all-saying power in the end. Um, and then the three of us, me, Hunter, Harry, we are the ones fighting it out. So we've each assembled a cast of characters, a, a director, and we're going to pitch our stories for what this uh, inevitable Fantastic Four MCU reboot is going to look like. Yeah. And I'm very excited for this particular recast because there
2: is a lot of meat left on the bone with the previous iterations in film. Yeah, they're all
0: bad. Yeah, oh. yeah no. So <laughs> I was so.
2: so in order to do uh, my homework
1: because I take this podcast very seriously. Yeah. Um, I tried to rewatch the first uh, Fantastic Four movie, which is the best of all of them, and it's still a really bad
2: movie. I I wasn't a fan even as a child.
1: I thought that I would have like some kind of weird. I didn't like it that much as a kid, but I thought like nostalgia would kick in, mm, and no. it just didn't. My, <laughs> so, um,
2: my
3: friends and I had a running joke with that movie in high school, where uh, Reed Richards goes to Ben Grimm who just. Turned into the thing, and he goes, "Don't worry, we will make you Ben again," which is like so unbelievably like wrong in capturing what the entire story is about. Yeah, uh,
1: as as the thing once said, "It's clobbering time." That's right.
0: Yeah, Michael Chiklis looking sad in that rubber suit. Sad chick- One of the greatest <laughs> oh, man, achievements it's... in cinematic history. <laughs> you pigeons. know, some people
1: say that like uh, practical effects age beautifully. And that they <laughs> never
2: look bad in hindsight. And that Some is say. an example
1: of uh, a... Yeah. wrong
2: Um but. Also, there, we do have a rule that you cannot uh, cast anyone who has obviously been in a Fantastic Four movie. But then, are we doing a rule for... Like other superhero movies or not? MCU. F- I followed that rule for MCU people. Okay. I'm
3: new. I'm using that as my excuse. Okay. Okay. okay so else. you get one. How I about my, that? I get my one. But it's definitely one no
2: fanforestick unless you were letting Chickless play any other role. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, can, <laughs> That's okay. can we use the 94, the rejected 94
2: Fantastic Four movie cast? Oh, uh, yes. yes. okay, okay. Cool. Because I'm just bringing that back. I mean, this is a 2019 film that we're creating yeah. here, correct? Well, it's more like 2020,
0: yeah. 2021. Yeah. it's, it's Damn. being
2: cast in twenty
1: nineteen. I'm though. we I pre pro starting in December. Drew you are Kevin Feige. I want you to just think through this. We are making our pitches to you for what this family. Yeah. What are the chances
0: that Feige is paying an intern to listen to as many pop culture podcasts <laughs> as possible to get his ideas? We're gonna find 100%. out when the cast
1: for Fantastic yeah. Four
0: gets released. Yeah.
2: That's isn't I that the royal conceit of our podcast is just <laughs> waiting for some fucking billionaire to pay us. <laughs>
0: We're not gonna get him yeah. We want to sell out. <laughs> I I guarantee you that there is some like low level entry job at Marvel Studios that's just like browsing. Internet. Just keywording things yeah, and just seeing what like, I think up. there's
2: probably a computer that does it. <laughs> I, <laughs> like just love, it. I just love blue
3: Ke- doing. I just love Kevin Feige. And I want everyone to know that uh, right now and
0: forever. Yeah, yeah so. he is our daddy. He <laughs> is our papa. Daddy.
2: He does a good job, and he's a nerd. You know, he's a comic book dorky boy. And while I am not necessarily that, maybe I'm. You know, cool. I'm a Chad. I'm a. I'm a great guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to do my best with this one because I am really excited. I, I wanted to recast this one, and I had to force myself not to because then if there was overlap with any of you guys, I
0: would just give it to you because I'm egotistical. Um, <laughs> I think the, the big thing here is just to, to reiterate the point about the last attempts is like there's a reason why the Fantastic Four hasn't had a successful movie. Something about it, you know, you uh you You brought up like the fact that the those powers are kind of silly in retrospect hunter. Uh, but something about it just makes it like difficult to crack. you well, know? And in doing this recast, I realized that, like, oh, yeah, the reason why these movies have always been bad is because it's a little bit of a challenge to take this crazy, wacky Stanley Kirby creation and turn it into. A movie that makes sense. Yeah, I,
1: no, I mean that's one thing that uh, I was th- that I mentioned off mic to you guys was that like this is like p- one of the very first comic books that was made was Fantastic Four, and you can tell because the whole idea behind their superpowers are all so silly, and it's hard to strike a movie with the right tone that balances exactly. that because in rewatching the first movie first movie, not a good movie, but they try to strike the tone between having like some levity and comedy yeah, in there. It just to, isn't funny.
0: They is want the it problem. to be a
1: fun movie. Yeah. They're trying to go for like a fun movie that has like some suspense and heart to it, but it just hasn't been done right. And we've seen what happens when you make a dark and gritty version of mm-hmm. fan stick. I think yeah.
3: there's a pretty easy way to make this a, a good movie. Uh, I'll get to it in my pitch. Uh, I'm pretty sure they'll be doing it when the MCU gets around to it. Uh, it really, the, Examples we've had so far uh, for a Fantastic Four movie have been piss poor, but uh, honestly, (laughs) I think that the best thing that the MCU does is lean into the goofiness and then go so hard on that that people don't really notice it. And I don't think this would be any exception to that.
0: Especially now, like 20-something movies deep, there is this uh established palette and tone that works Mm -hmm. and i think there yeah you're right there is a way to slot the fantastic four right in there Mm -hmm. and have it be super out there Mm -hmm. and i think i have a feeling that all three of our pitches are gonna reflect that because you can't really do this story and have it be this like very grounded Realistic take I, I think, and have it work. Yeah, I think maybe where definitely where the Josh Trank
3: movie failed uh, and the original two with some s- uh, situations was that they tried to lessen the goofiness, which kind of makes it stand out even more. Uh, I think if you just sort of like embrace it entirely, you'll have better results. Uh, and we can kind of get more into that once the, we get moving. The,
0: the uh, Josh Trank movie, that movie is fucking horrendous. It's, a tra- it's But there is. A solid attempt at something interesting yes. in there. Agreed. agreed. Oh, the blue beam? He... Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. The blue beam to the sky? I'm having flashbacks I'm kinda, right now. I'm kind of partial to that movie because like, me
3: and my friends got destroyed and all <laughs> watched. It. it was like, one of the most fun times I've ever had in a movie theater.
0: It's a terrible, awful movie. It's so movie. bad. But, but uh, yeah. they cast some good actors yep. in it. Oh, yeah. Michael B. Jordan, Cave mm-hmm. Mara. So you saw it? Uh, the Trank movie? Wow. Yeah. Oh, did I you saw. See like it? Yeah, I've seen it.
1: Yeah. yeah, why did you guys watch? I <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were like, "This looks.
3: I shitty. love Let's cinema. Go okay, yeah. Drew, yeah. Yeah. I it's take cinema art. very seriously. We like movies, Drew. What do you
2: do? <laughs> that's true. Well, what you could have done is just taken everything, like the entire plot of that movie, and I wouldn't even know. Well, I and that's... obviously it's great, right? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's really so good.
1: good. No, the funny thing about that movie is that it's it, luckily it's short. It's like an hour and forty minutes long. Yeah, but at one point I paused it. And it was an, an, I was an hour into the movie. I was entering the third act, and I was like, nothing's happened. Like, literally nothing has happened. They yeah. opened a
0: portal to a great world. We don't world. know these people. Yeah. We don't care. <laughs> so
2: there is room for improvement. Yes. Vast, vast room. So how I want to do this is we have a lot of ground to cover and a lot of people here. I'm going to go uh, round robin, character by character, and give everyone one minute each. To give me their character pitch for each character. I'm gonna start on my right with Harry, our guest, and uh, yeah, and then we'll just go from there. And after the minute mark is up, I will cut you off. I will. We're going character by character. Turn off their mic.
3: Doing doing character, (laughs) not director or writer. Or how do you want? We can do that
1: too. Well, well, we can bring that in whenever we do the full pitch because my pitch is gonna take more than a minute
2: to do. Yeah, that'll be more. Yeah, I'll give you more for the pitch. You
3: you guys know what you're doing here. I'm Um, just gonna go along with the flow. All right, I'm excited for this. All, All
2: right. right. All right. So, Harry, you're one minute Here time. We go. This is your Mr. Fantastic.
3: All right. So for the character of Reed Richards, uh, I've had this thought for uh, a while. I think it popped in my noggin around April time. And, uh, you know, kind of this summer and especially a movie in October has added to that. I think Bill Hader would be an excellent Reed mm. Richards. Whoa. Now, Reed Richards as a character is uh, really smart. A little alienating and very frustrating. I think that with Bill Hader, you could get a lot of empathy across while also being someone who's kind of at a remove and doesn't fully understand people. Uh, also, you know, clearly he's kind of getting a more dramatic role, so I'm not worried about him carrying some more. Uh, standard fare and I, I just honestly think that he would be able to be kind of a more unorthodox leading man nice uh and i think he'd play well off my other actors you have 20
2: seconds left if you just want to yeah plug, reed, your, plug reed, your newspaper <laughs>
3: <laughs> read the observer no reed richards is a great character because he's very very ambitious he's kind of a sky's limit kind of guy and you know he's more of a scientist than a superhero and right. uh, it's fun
2: i like it okay okay um so that is Harry's Mr. Fantastic Reed Bill Richards. Hader. Now we are on Ooh. to Hunter, your time starts now.
1: Okay. So I went I see you're going with an older cast. I'm trying to reboot the whole franchise. So my cast is much younger. I didn't have a single actor that's over 30 and my Reed Richards Mr. Fantastic is Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I think that he it has he Think about uh, Mr. Fantastic. His ability is that he's stretchy. And like Timothy Chalamet, one, he's a very lanky dude. <laughs> um, he can like He's a really smart guy. And I think that he would make an excellent Reed Richards. Um, have like a little bit of a Tony Stark kind of aesthetic to him where he's just kind of this super genius. But I think that whenever you look at his physique, along with his acting abilities, I think that he can make a very compelling t- um, Reed
2: Richards. That's fair. All right. Um, is Bill had Hader stretchy? You have a, we have one minute to answer that. Uh, Result, <laughs> Bill Hader
0: is very stretchy. Okay, okay I believe it. <laughs> all right. So Uh, we got we got Bill Hader and Timothy Shalman. Okay, so
2: real big difference between those two. And your time starts now, Ernest.
0: So with my uh, cast, I am going for the older group, but I'm still doing an origin story. And I'll get into that. But for Reed, totally agree with the point about it being a scientist. And that's going to fold into my story as well. And I wanted someone who would really... Draw the crowds in. Like we need, like a, a a old fashioned movie star here in the the core uh, role of the leader of this team. And I think that is Oscar Isaac. Mm. Oscar Isaac. See we've seen him in Ooh. Star Wars. Uh, just absolutely nail the charisma that you want from a good Reed Richards. And we've seen him in Ex Machina play like a really kind of tortured genius type. Um, And I think that he's a phenomenal actor and I think that he would knock it out of the park in the MCU approach to having a really emotional character with... Tons of charisma and humor.
3: So we have nerd Reed Richards, young Reed Richards, and sexually dynamic Reed yeah. Richards. Yeah. <laughs> I like where this is going, guys. Yeah.
2: Unfortunately for you guys, uh, I'm really horny today. <laughs> so, so you're going with the young yes. one then. I'm going, with, yeah, I'm going with Chalamet. When I looked at Drew's laptop and saw
3: naked Oscar Isaac was the wallpaper, I knew we were in I, trouble. Yeah. I will
2: just. Ernest did know that in advance. One more
1: little bar since I uh, didn't use up all of my time is that I think that the MCU is really in need of up and coming actors like especially losing kind of the older generation that's why mm. i'm going younger with mine and trying okay. to bring in one of the greatest actors yep. who's under and the he's age of 30 very right stretchy now. yeah he's very stretchy <laughs> <laughs> he can't
0: is oscar isaac stretchy probably nice dude ripped yeah <laughs> anyway movie magic timothy chalamet is 23 <laughs> holy yep.
2: shit yep. i thought he was he's like a God. 14 yeah. i didn't know
3: how old that kid was
2: um okay so now we are on to sue storm aka Invisible Woman. Okay. And Harry, your time starts
3: now. All right, so Sue Storm is the one pick that I took from an earlier MCU movie uh, because uh, I didn't know we couldn't. Um, so I picked Rachel McAdams. Ooh. I think that she is also a little bit older, but she's got this very... So Sue Storm's a weird character. Um, I don't really know exactly how to pin her down. I've read a lot of Fantastic Four comics, but still very much like a matriarchal kind of conventional figure. But I think uh, Rachel McAdams has a, has a warmth about her, but I think she could also be very steely and severe if uh, a situation you know if a movie kind of asked her to do that Um, you know Sue Storm is a mother she takes care of her kids she's part of the family Uh, that's kind of like who she is as a character I hope I'm not doing her disservice by not reading all the comics but I think for whatever the writers could cook up I think Rachel McAdams
2: would do well okay um, and I, it, Rachel McAdams is a much more acceptable Marvel pick yeah. because her character was so... You're like, I'm going to have Brie <laughs> Larson in here. We're <laughs> yeah. just going to move her over. ScarJo. Yeah, <laughs> Let's was give her a chance. <laughs> um, all right. So now we're on to Hunter's Sue Storm, Invisible Woman. Your time starts now.
1: All right. So my Sue Storm, I went with somebody who's a couple years older than Timothy Chalamet. Uh, and that is the amazing actress, Zazie Beats. Mm-hmm. I think that Zazie beats and Timothy, one, I think that they could have amazing chemistry together on screen. Zazie can also play it. Very smart. She can be very charismatic. Um, but I also think that because she's a little bit older, she... Can uh, kind of assert herself, and it'll give kind of an interesting dynamic to the Reed Richards Sue Storm relationship that has been absent in prior movies. I want them to be a power couple of intelligence together, working on all these projects. And I think that uh, Zazie Beetz is a great diversity pick to have in there. Um, yeah, I'm just propping myself up now. <laughs> I love wow. Zazie. Zazie is my queen. I love Zazie beats. They have better chemistry than fucking her and Joaquin Phoenix. I'll tell you that much right now. I'm
2: so, yeah, excited I haven't even seen the movie. Oh, I'm <laughs> so excited for you guys to see that. Movie. All right. Um. So now we're on to Ernest. Your time
0: starts now. All right, Sue Storm. I wanted a couple different people in this role. Uh, it was hard choosing from non MCU because they're like eating up every actor I thought Florence Pugh would be a good good in there but she I is going to be in the Black widow movie mm-hmm. and I thought Tessa Thompson would be good in it because yeah, she's great but she's can't because she's in the she figures in, she's yeah. fucking Valkyrie my pick is actually Cynthia revo from the upcoming um, Harriet who kills movie uh, <laughs> And, yeah, she's tremendous. She was the best part of uh, the bad times at the El Royale from last year. Really great British actress who uh, not only can have this heart of gold that the uh, matriarch figure of this team needs, but she can also have the, the power and the strength of the, the invisible woman that we want from her.
2: Okay. Okay. That's, a, that's an interesting pick right there. Um, okay, so now we move on to Sue's Bro, Jonathan Storm, a.k.a. The Human Torch, previously played by Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan. Two hot young hunks. Yeah, mm. who are
0: also MCU
2: peeps now. Yeah, um, <laughs> so maybe MCU should stop actually ripping off Fan
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um
2: So let's do it, Harry. Uh, your time starts now.
3: All right, so this is the toughest one for me because I think Johnny Storm is a pretty boilerplate kind of simple character. He's an idiot with a heart of gold. <laughs> That's basically what he is. He's a he's a guy who's kind of shallow, but he can step up when he needs to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really thought about it, and uh, I actually think that a uh, KJ Apa, who plays uh, Archie on Riverdale, oh, which nice. I know is oh. interesting. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. so in that show so far, I'm getting into it. He's pretty solid, and he plays an idiot with a heart of gold. And I think that he could be like a good fun dynamic to add some like. Color and excitement to the team. Uh, it's not my, it's not the my favorite character, Johnny Storm, but I think that if you just have someone that can you know kind of get earnest and serious when the moment calls for it, uh, it could be good.
2: Okay, okay, I like the pick. Um, I like the name drop of, of a Riverdale. Do you have you? Do you watch? I'm only five episodes. In. Um, I mean, I'm. It's I'm, a wild show. I'm to keep watching. <laughs> have you ever seen me without this hat? Like that's weird. Cole <laughs> <laughs> Sprouse anyway. is hot. Isn't its is. it, very good isn't looking KJ show? the one that says in that one like scene that went viral by the like the lockers or whatever, he's like, Then you don't know the joy of football or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: I'm gonna notice it now. I just yeah. Riverdale, I, I always think of the.
2: Uh, I think you should leave sketch with the TC Tuggers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when I when you said KJ Appa, that's who I pictured. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a. You junk. weren't wrong. Yeah, you weren't too far off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy it as a gag gift. <laughs> it's not. It's not like the Snuggy. Okay, <laughs> so we move on to Hunter. Your time starts now.
1: Um, This one was also pretty tough for me. Um, I was really flipping between two actors here. Uh, The one who I'm not going to use was Stephen James uh, from Homecoming. And if the Street could talk, Stefan James, excuse me. Um, But I'm going with a DC boy here, Ezra Miller. I think that Ezra Miller, uh, he's very charismatic. He, I think that... He could be like very he could have lots of good quips and stuff like that. I mean, he's honestly the best part about Justice League, which is otherwise very mediocre movie. Um, I think he's shown great range in his acting before. If you go back to something like Perks of a Wallflower, which I'm a huge fan of, I think that he would be great in here. And I think that he would add a dimension of fun to the group.
2: All right, we're we're getting some really good variance in between everyone. Yeah, this everyone's is good. I'm I'm very glad that picks. we're all like, have d- I mean, distinct picks. I'm really liking it. Um, so now we're on to
0: Ernest. Now, Johnny Storm. Yeah, this is one of the the tougher ones because he doesn't really jump off the pages like the most uh, deeper character. Um, I had a tough time with this one. My first initial choice was Riz Ahmed, but I really wanted someone who you would believe would be a good brother to Cynthia Revo Sue Storm. Uh, So I went with John Boyega. So a little Mm. bit of a a Star Wars reunion here with Finn and Poe. Maybe we could do a little uh, love triangle happening here. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I'm listening, Take but uh, yeah, I think I think John Boyega is a really uh, kind of underrated actor. I don't I don't think the Finn role the Finn role is fine, but he has uh, a movie called Attack the Block that lets mm-hmm. him oh, like go off it. the that fucking yes, chain, totally. and he just seems like a really sweet, nice uh, guy that can that can put on the charm. Five seconds. Uh, so yeah, John Boyega is uh, Johnny Storm.
3: It's also tough with him because, like you know, Michael B. Jordan was the right choice.
1: Yeah, we're never going to get that back.
0: That's yeah, a I mean, a that was the best piece of casting for yeah, that movie. W- for what sure. do you
2: think about Miles Teller playing Mister Fantastic?
1: Uh, Miles That's Teller, fun. he's a thick boy, not <laughs> stretchy. You got to have a stretchy Mister Fantastic. Someone has to tell a Hunter about
2: CG. <laughs> I was going to say. I mean, I Miles like Teller. It. I see him. I'm like, this is a thick boy. Like, get that guy out of <laughs> he here. Wants some authentic Mr. Fantastic. stretchiness. Yeah. He, actually, that is. The one actor that I would say is definitely not stretchy is yeah, Miles he's Teller. Not, he's if I could name one actor who's definitely not elastic, it's him. Uh, so, moving on. Oh boy. We are on to Ben Grimm, who. Within these, the two different movies that were, you know, the (laughs) non-starters, the wildest difference in between who was cast in these fucking movies. Michael Chiklis
3: was a good call. We
2: had Michael Chiklis originally, and then they go with Jamie Bell, (laughs) a a, a diminutive British man.
3: Whose (laughs) classic phrase, it's clobbering time, was given to him when his brother would hit him. So, who can forget
0: that great movie? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Billy Elliot himself. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Truly a choice. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, when you watch Bill Yelly, you're like, that is a giant rock monster.
2: <laughs> okay, so Harry, your time for this starts right now.
3: Okay, so this one is going to sound like a hot take, but it's not. I think this is one I'm most confident in. Uh, ben Grimm is a sad character. He is a mm-hmm. tragic character. Uh, he There is a soulfulness. Uh, I am choosing Shia LaBeouf. Uh, and the reason for that is... Shia LaBeouf has got a sadness and a soulfulness about him. Also, I think this matters. I've always liked that Ben Graham the Thing is Jewish in Marvel Comics. Shia LaBeouf identifies as Jewish. I think that's important to have represented. Uh, But honestly, he's going to be CG for half the movie, but I think he's going to be able to get across a lot of the emotions you want. Because this character is you know, the failure of the team. He's the one who has to live with the ugly side of what these powers are. And I I think that he
2: could get a lot of that across. Okay. Okay. So now we move on to Hunter. Your time starts and now.
1: So I went a little bit different, but kind of that same idea of uh, going, playing off of uh, just kind of the casting for him. Because if you go back and rewatch the first movie, one thing that I think they get right with the thing is kind of the physical humor element to it. And I think that a great up-and-coming actor that could play this role, Joe Keery from Stranger Things. Especially because it can play on the fact that he is this, like, kind of sexy boy toy, and he undergoes (laughs) this, like, horrible thing that happens to him. He becomes this rock monster, this hideous thing. And and also, he displays amazing physical comedy and stuff like that. Like, he knows how to act, how to, like, run into shit and everything else. And I think that Joe Keery would be an amazing addition as a as the thing that is a fascinating choice um, will
0: he keep the yeah, hair in a, in a good way yes the, yeah the, the, the new thing with hair <laughs> will he keep the bowl cut the bowl no the
2: bowl cut. cut's gone already did we not we should have gone for an hour on the pot about the rise this? and fall Season three? no he cut it like the Post show it is outrageous oh, Harry. No. you're gonna it's, lose it's, <laughs> your mind uh, it's uh, now gone the bowl cut is gone but i'm gonna spell his name it looks like dumb rick and rick and morty awesome Truly, uh, truly a Ben Grimm move. You, you only do that if you're depressed, you know. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, here's the here's that bowl cut. Oh. It is. It yeah, is.
2: Li- listeners, uh, don't go. pull
1: Keri over. Keep cut. driving,
3: but look it up. <laughs> he went from like teenage, like he went from like young heartthrob to like guy that works. He at also the Circle has K. like a weird pedo <laughs> yeah. stash
2: too. It is not a good look for my guy. Yeah, at Joe. least shape. So like, I love to do the work. He became a Circle K TikToker <laughs> who posts <laughs> ones that's like, hey, 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 I'm on vacation because I love my occupation. <laughs> All right,
0: so we move to Ernest. Ben uh, your, your Ben Grimm time starts now. Okay. This one was the toughest one for me. I spent a lot of time circling around wondering who the hell I was going to cast in this role. But once I arrived at my pick, I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. Simon Peck. Simon Pegg <laughs> ah. really fills out my team perfectly because not only do we love him as the co- comedic relief in Mission Impossible and how he fills out that team, but putting this guy in the tragic role of the thing of Ben Grimm, it allows him to tackle this meaty kind of darker role with the fun Energy that he brings to everything—from the Edgar Wright movies he's in to Star Trek, fifteen seconds to um, the Mission Impossible movies—like every time we we get Simon Pegg in a movie, we know that he's going to bring fun energy to it. And this is an MCU movie; we need this. We don't want it to be a, a sad, tragic thing. All right, all right, okay. I so, like that. so. Do we want to do the villain? Um, well,
2: I'm going to get to that pitch? in my pitch. Okay, that's yeah. fair enough. Yeah, pitch would be good. All right, so...
1: Do you want to recap
2: the uh, the the teams that we have so far, our four teams? So, I don't know. I'm going to save my comments, but <laughs> for Harry, we have an ensemble of Bill Hader, uh, Rachel McAdams, KJ Appa, Appa? Whatever. Just call uh, him Archie. Gangnam style. Archie. Archie,
3: Archie, Archie style. <laughs> <Gundam> style. <stuff. laughs>
2: uh, and Shia LaBeouf. Archie Firecrotch Um, I will say right now that I am in love with Shia LaBeouf. As like, I think that that would actually work insanely well. Uh, for Hunter, we have Chalamet, Zazie Beats, Ezra Miller, and Joe Keery. A young, up and coming cast. A very profitable cast. Setting yourself up for
0: sequels. You know what I mean. Thanks. Oh. Thanks, Mr. Those Feige. These kids make money. <laughs> <laughs> um, can uh, I chime in uh, with a little dig at Hunter? Or is that... <gasps> oh, oh, that? oh <laughs> shit. Are we saving that? Okay. Everyone, all right. Let's go. Okay,
2: everyone gets uh, five minutes to make fun of Hunter.
0: <laughs> 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 I hear he
2: doesn't tip. Like, whoa, wait wait a minute. It's got nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, points off I for think, Hunter?
0: <laughs> I think we need Sue Storm and Reed Richards to be... You have to sell them okay, as a couple. Okay, so... Um, Zazie oh, Reed and
1: Richards and Sue Storm. I think that that works amazing. I think Zazie Zazie Be-
0: Be- and she and pegs beats.
2: him, and and it works. They make it work.
0: He's a little boy. This is she's, a
2: grown she's woman. She's four years older than him. She, five years older well, than him. Well, okay. She in fairness, up a little bit. I, and I, yeah. And I, I thought I will, you were
1: going to talk about the sibling thing, and I was going to say, wait, wait, wait. Zazie Beats is actually mixed. She's German American, so therefore she could have, and also get past your
2: fucking stereotypes. Okay, like, you can have mixed <laughs> siblings. It's twenty nineteen. Ernest is racist. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so points <are> off. <laughs> Um, that backfired. I will. I will defend your Shalmei pick because I'm always in fan of an interesting choice, and we have not seen him bulk up before. He could gain thirty pounds and look like mm-hmm. a different man. And he could still be not, still be stretchy. It has happened before. <laughs> he is forget. a stretchy boy. He he is. His skin is rubber there's no texture have you even seen
1: call me by your name there's not a
2: hair on this kid's body
1: (laughs) (laughs) did you see the angle that his penis fucked that apricot and call me by your name it was
0: yeah it
2: (laughs) (laughs) doesn't make any sense okay that said i'm not i'm not saying it's my first choice (laughs) for uh mr fantastic um and then for ernie
0: we have a really yo danny that's danny hey
2: Oh, we we're have
1: recording. A, we, have a, we have a live, a live. Danny cast. has arrived,
0: oh, dude. Our next contestant. We're doing our first. Fought we fought a mic. You're, you're smack dab in the middle. Oh, wow. he got. He's got the white claws. Yeah. Oh, I'm yes. excited. Black chair. Yeah, yeah. join in. <laughs> we're getting into. Get that yingling out of here. We're getting we're into claw our hot. first.
2: I'll take a claw. I'll
0: take, I'll a, claw. take a claw. I'll oh, take yeah. a claw. Yeah.
2: I'm good. Be be warned: the more claws I get in me, the more I like Chalamet. Yeah, oh so, yeah. You, you guys I'm better hope we wrap feed this you up. Claws. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, for Ernie, we have a really interesting uh, bag of like truly good actors. Like you went, especially with your power couple, you went for like good acting because Oscar Isaac and Cynthia Revo are both uh, some of the best actors out of you know in the entire list we have here. Um, how they work as a couple, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I'd like to see it. Like, I'd like to see her in a hero movie. That's very interesting. Uh, And then John Boyega. I don't know about him as Jonathan Storm. I guess I'm just doing comments now at this point. But (laughs) I'm, I'm not... I'm not totally sold on him as Jonathan Storm, but I am sold on him and I'm sold on his ability to adapt. So I'm not like I think that he could pull it off, even though it's not like a typecast. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Simon Pegg, which really threw me off. And that's that's an interesting choice as well. But none of this matters without context. So we need a plot. We need we need more information. We need a tone. I want to hear the tone. Uh, So I'm thinking I give you guys two minutes each.
1: I, three, three minutes? Yeah. Three. I three. Oh, man. I have a, I have a I
2: have long pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
3: might not go through of I'll try.
2: I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but, okay, so, Harry, you're three minutes to convey everything you can about this Thank film. Just, do we you mention so, the director so writer
3: first, or do yeah. we go?
2: It's, however, you want to pitch it. Imagine that you're in an elevator that is broken down momentarily okay. and you're pitching. It's okay. an extended elevator pitch. Okay. And your time starts now.
3: Okay, so I think what the previous movies have failed to do is uh, kind of keep things simple and focus on the actual four characters that make up this team in favor of doing a hundred things uh, not very well. So my idea is to actually stretch this out over a long period of time and actually place it in the 80s. Uh, It's kind of riffing a little bit off Captain Marvel, but I want this movie to be entirely a space exploration uh, adventure. Uh, And the, the key word there is adventure. I want this to be... Kind of a light, funny, actionful movie. But th- the point is, is that these are four people who are a family. I think that the movies, especially the Josh Trank movies, have failed in not actually having a focus on that, which seems kind of fucking stupid.
2: Disagree, but okay, no, I'm oh, just kidding. <laughs> okay,
3: <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, I want the entire movie to be about them in space exploring because they are astronauts. Now, the beginning, of the movie can have them getting into their accident, becoming the four characters, but they can't. But they haven't returned to Earth yet, and instead are. Traveling through space. And I think a good villain... uh, The biggest problem I had on my pitch was figuring out where to put Doctor Doom. Because that guy sucks up all the energy in the room. He's a character with humongous gravity. and I think you can't do him right if you fit him in to a movie that's already establishing four other characters. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you put him in at all for the first movie. I think instead what you have is the villain uh, Annihilus. Who is basically this uh, giant space demon with an army of bugs. Big operatic grand scale. Uh, but the point being here is that these characters explore and they have a sense of wonder and interest about the world around them. There's a, a hard scientific beauty bent. Uh, and I think a good director to do that, it's an obvious choice, but I think his, uh, his movies speak for, uh, to be able to do it, is Brad Bird. Uh, not for The Incredibles so much, but for Tomorrowland. Because that movie has the wow. kind of optimism and scientific love and, and hope for the world that is absolutely what you want to have for the Fantastic Four. Uh, They are a a corny team. They're a cheesy group. But the point is that there is a positivity and a love there that you have to bring in that I'm pretty confident that the Marvel guys will bring in because it's the only obvious choice. Uh, And then I think um, for the second movie, then you bring in Doctor Doom. So that's kind of because that character is so large and imposing and and operatic that you need to give him his his own gigantic arc rather than fitting him into the first movie. Now, with the first movie, you could include... Maybe the Silver Surfer, he uh, could be played by, I don't know, um, I'm doing this on the fly, the guy that plays the Vision, Paul Bettany, whatever. Who gives a shit? But, um, you know, going forward, I think you just need to keep the emotional core of those four characters present and, you know, have them already established. And then maybe, I don't know, some crazy toxic wormhole and they come back out and they're in the normal MCU timeline, so that's my shaggy pitch. I have
1: right. a, I have two notes on yours. One, I know. I just want to say it's yeah, more of a please. light comment. I know that T- Brad Bird is that Tomorrowland is your favorite Brad Bird movie. So it's I not. So. Even,
3: I don't even like that movie that much, but his heart was so obviously in the right place. Like he could easily do this. He seems like the only choice. I
0: don't think Brad Bird was the problem with that movie. I think it was Damon Lindelof's (laughs) script.
3: Yeah, and uh, for writers, I would think uh, Brad Bird, but also Craig Kyle and Christopher Yost, who are two uh, Marvel Comics writers that also have been doing uh, some screenwriting work. They also, they helped Mm. rein in Taika Waititi on Thor Ragnarok. They've kind of got the right flavor, and they got the right idea. they already in
0: the umbrella Yeah, we're there.
2: That's about the three minutes. Uh, That was an expansive pitch. I enjoyed it. So, Hunter, your three minutes starts right now.
1: All right, so I'm going a little bit different here uh, with my pitch. The movie starts, it's the Fantastic Four versus Doctor Doom. We are (laughs) dropped right into the battle of it. They end up, they kind of clash a little bit, and it's interspliced with very quick kind of setup because we are at a point where we are beyond origin stories. I don't want to see another origin story. I want... No more playing around. I just want to get right into the action. It starts with them in the fight. We'll have little scenes that are split up. Uh, Dr. Doom will escape. then they will then track him down doing their super science stuff. They find him, and they capture him and defeat him. But wait, we're only at the <laughs> hour and 15-minute <laughs> mark. And also, I should say, my Dr. Doom, Nikolai Kosterwalfo. Waldo. Oh, he's not good enough an actor.: um, Oh, he's an amazing actor. Get out of here. Um, we're only at the hour 15 mark. He, they try and capture him. Meanwhile, Doctor Strange is doing his Doctor Strange shit on the other side of New York City. Open up some portals. He sees a vision of Galactus bringing his army to Earth. Wow. He then tries to warn the group, knowing that these, there are these new super soldiers that are being existed, and Galactus sends his first henchman to Earth, the Silver Surfer, played by Nicholas Holt. onto Earth... Um, They then have to kind of forget Dr. Doom because they have this existential crisis. They get in a big battle with him. And much like how they do in the comics, Silver Surfer eventually sees that they're right. He gets defeated, almost killed killed by the group. They don't kill him. And the Silver Surfer joins their team. This is then all a setup for my second movie to be a true Dr. Doom film. But you have to start action-packed, we need to know that this isn't another Fantastic Four movie that we've seen a thousand times that have all failed. We need to start, it needs to be punchy, it needs to have a big twist in it. Marvel movies are getting more and more with the whole twist. Some of them work, some of them don't. I'm trying to pretty much do like kind of an endgame thing here where they beat Doctor Doom in the first hour of the movie. All the marketing just shows Doctor Doom. Mm. You have no idea that Silver Surfer or Galactus are in this movie. Mm. And then halfway through, they come in. That becomes the real villain
2: of this story. Okay. All right. Cool. That, is a, that is quite the plot. What about
1: tone? Um, well, uh, for director, I'm going to go with somebody who is really good at balancing the emotional core and humor. Because this movie does, is going to have some good humor to it. And that's James Gunn. Okay. okay. James okay. Gunn, uh, he look at Guardians 2. Mm-hmm. And you know that he knows how to make you cry and also knows how right. to make you laugh out 15 loud. 15 seconds. Who would play Doom? Uh Dr. Doom I have Nikolai coster yeah. uh, out. Who's who's writing it, do you know?
2: Is it Gunn? It's Gunn. Okay. Yeah, Gunn's writing and directing. Okay. Okay. Well, that's it.
0: Right about at the 3-minute mark again. Ernest, your time starts now. Two solid pitches. There are some sil- similarities with mine. So mine also is partially set in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, With the team, Uh, my team, they're not uh, astronauts, they're dimensionauts, much like the Josh Trank version where they're trying to travel to what is essentially the quantum realm for all intents and purposes. It is that basic idea, same visual style as well. My director, I had Brad Bird on my short list, and I'm going to let you have him. Thank you. Um, And then I... Thought, man, that guy from Shazam, he's pretty good. David Ooh, F. Sandberg, mm. he 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 could do it. But mm. my pick is Paul King, director of Paddington and Paddington <laughs> oh, Two. This oh, guy paymaker. knocked it out of the <laughs> fucking park with a movie about a talking <laughs> bear. Wow, that movie Yo. is incredible. I think okay. we lost, and it has. <laughs> It has the drama and the humor and the ridiculousness that you want from these things. And he can... This is not a hand-for-hire pick where Marvel is just going to have him do the dialogue and they take care of everything else. He made a big movie with Paddington 2. A big city adventure. And we're just going to up the stakes. This movie is going to be one of the most ambitious movies in the entire MCU run. Wow. The movie starts... Uh, essentially the... Okay, here's the big thing. All right, one and a half minutes left. My movie is actually a Doctor Doom movie. Ooh. So, we... He is the core of the story and he's going to be played by Vigo Mortensen. Ooh. So, in the late 80s, he was working alongside the Fantastic Four to try to open this wormhole to uh, the quantum realm. And... They, he, he, they build this machine, the Fantastic Four go in, they disappear, they're not heard from again, and decades go by, and he uh, basically dedicates his life's work to figuring out what happened, to tracking them, to try to find them and communicate them. Uh, 30 years go by, he finally builds a better machine that's going to allow him to travel to where he's tracked them. He travels there... And it's an amazing intercut sequence where we're cutting between two different time periods to the moment where the Fantastic Four (laughs) disappear to when Doom fires his machine 30 years later. 30 seconds. And then, boom, we're there. We're in the quantum realm where we know time doesn't work how we expect it to. 30 years have gone by outside. Only a few days have gone by inside. Mm. And the middle chunk of the movie is spent there. In Ant-Man and the Wasp, we barely saw what that place is like and what its rules and and what it can do. Here, we spend the entire second act there as Doom finds the Fantastic Four and we discover where they're at emotionally and physically with these new powers. Five seconds. And it's a journey movie for this middle chunk until we get to the third act where they return to Earth, Doctor Strange and Professor Hulk are waiting oh, shit. there because <laughs> the firing of the machine caused some spider-verse havoc <laughs> no. into the world that they tracked to that point, <clears throat> and they're like, Victor Von Doom, you fucked up. Woo! We're taking your work. It needs to be destroyed if we don't do this. All right. It's a long five seconds.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I should say, uh, because I didn't mention it, if, I picked Doom for mine. I was going to go with uh, Killian Murphy because I think he's got some crazy striking eyes. For your sequel, he does have great eyes. Yeah, he does have some nice eyes. No,
1: I mean, I. I also playing off of the the dimensionality thing and that's why doctor strange also plays a role in my movie because i think that that's now we're moving into this stage of marvel superheroes where we're having like some of the more grounded characters like your spider-man versus the whole like people who are gods and kind of this dichotomy i think that you need to put fantastic four could be a little bit of a middle line in between the two but they are much more of the fantastical otherworldly
0: side than they are human
3: yeah, I think they're just hard science fiction. Like, I don't even know what they would say to Doctor Strange. Like, that's they're, they're old ass astronauts.
0: So let me let me ask you guys some some questions because you're story is a space story, right? Because
3: I think you, the problem is that you, you, it's when you do the space stuff and then you do Doctor Doom and then you do the four character, and then you do the origin story, you don't service any of it. Just do it in space and have it about the four characters and then you can introduce, you know, you can introduce Galactus and the Silver Surfer. But
0: is your movie an origin movie? Are they already uh, do they are they already established? I
3: think the I think they would become the fantastic four in like the first um, 20 minutes.
0: All right. I'm just gonna make this right now a
2: three minute period of crossfire. okay. okay, okay. starting now.
1: So, with your
0: movie, there is no origin. It's There's, already established.
1: It's, it's light origin, because I think that we're kind of beyond... I don't need to know how the thing became a rock man. I don't care. I care about <laughs> seeing like actual... like. I want to see these people already have relationships with each other. I didn't even mention how this movie starts. One of the flashbacks is going to be them... Uh, the rock, the thing, uh, Ben Grimm and uh, the Rock is that what you were gonna say? <laughs> the, the Rock, rock is in this group. Um, that would give you no, big points.
2: Ben, <laughs> I uh, wait till you hear my adult pitch. Um, well, also, you're allowed to ben, interrupt him if he's um, Ben, like Grimm, and Richards, ben <laughs> Grimm and Reed Richards.
1: Ben Grimm and Reed Richards meet each other at Empire University. How they have in the comics, and they buddies, become yeah. best friends. Ben Grimm is like this big football bro Mm -hmm. like he's this dude bro kind of guy sexy ladies man and Reed Richards is kind of just like a little dweeb um, but he's there there's an older lady in his class he falls for who is Ozzy Beats at Sue Storm uh, with this kind of Richard Storm or Johnny Storm in mind is like kind of a he's a little bit of like a bad boy Mm -hmm. Um, doesn't quite really fit in with anybody gets in trouble all the time but that's how and also I didn't mention Dr. Doom in my pitch is actually their professor that's how he has a relationship to them, and they have these like stud students that
0: are doing better than him how and kind do, of getting into all this stuff. How do you do a a, a, a young uh, Fantastic Four and not do an origin though? You gotta at least introduce. How that's, these people arrive to that? Well, point. that's why
1: we're gonna have it interspliced with like little flashback sequences. But I don't uh, think that we need to have a whole movie set up
0: to origin story. I don't. Those are always the least interesting Marvel movies. You can make it interesting. See, in my movie, you take the time to really, to really establish like what crazy wacky powers we're actually looking at. Right. So in the quantum realm middle chunk, not only are we seeing how they got these powers? You know, Reed Richards is—it's there is no structure to his body. He's a flabby, stretchy guy. Von Doom has to carry him, you know, because he can't walk because he has no mm-hmm. bone structure. We we see that, and we also get to see them do science shit because these are scientists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in order to 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 re to re-find each other, to, to to seek each other out, and to save each other and return to Earth. I'm, I'm we have to see them do science shit. Yeah,
3: I'm kind of more in that field where I just think, I, you know, or a, a strict origin story might not be the way to go, but you need to show these characters start to care about each other and actually like have an affinity for one another. If you start without establishing that, I think it's kind of having the wrong sort of focus and the wrong kind of intentions, like more so than just big action or twist. I think you should have that these four people care about each other and you care about them.
1: Well, that's what I'm just... I'm not saying that they aren't going to establish that within each other. I think that's what the entire second act of the movie is, is seeing them while they're doing their science shit, seeing them play off of each other, seeing all the chemistry between these young actors work. That's the other thing is that I'm bringing in a new fan base of people that have kind of don't really care as much about Marvel movies anymore by bringing in your Timothy Chalamet, by bringing in your Joe Keery. I'm trying to bring in the younger generation that's just like, ah, I don't really care. It's like a bunch of old people. Now they have other superheroes that they can relate to. That's one thing that Shazam think... got super right by having a younger yeah. cast. Okay. Yeah.
0: I think, I think you're, you're also um, putting too much in the movie. You have Von it's Doom, Galactus. Okay, we, and have, no, to, that's we why, have to end this. That's
1: why I'm. That's why Doctor Doom is getting his own second movie. It's that's yeah. who you see in the movie. But that's because I agree that Doctor Doom deserves more time he's than that. He's the
3: best character in Marvel comics. You have to like give him his due. Yeah. Okay. You Don't do that when he's like a fucking trash boy in the other it's movies. It's okay. Sorry. I like that. That's being right. personally attacked. Right. I feel. I feel shouted. I'm turning out about off
2: everyone's it. mics right now, <laughs> except for mine. <my. laughs> that's the Drew Show. <laughs> the next forty <laughs> minutes will be my my own pitch <laughs> and it's yeah. better than everyone's and I win <laughs>
3: Drew plays all four fantastic four <laughs> characters
2: so I, I'll just go category by category I don't want to go cast member by cast member but I'll give general thoughts on all of them kill our babies Drew just kick them in the head Um, Harry I love your cast oh, I'm a, actually a, like I knew that you would bring in a lot of comic book knowledge but I had no idea how you'd be at casting and you did a really really great job I think uh, Bill Hader because uh, one thing that people uh, tend to get wrong, including the movies at points about Mr. Fantastic, is that he can be very cold and distant and like a, a mega genius mm-hmm. um, while still being like an affable leader of the pack. Uh, and I think that I would like to see Bill do that. Um, McAdams, I love her. We all <laughs> love her. Uh, she deserves a role that's not just like being sad about Doctor Strange. <laughs> that was such an <laughs> yeah, injustice. For 10 seconds. <laughs> um your k j your k j man is interesting um it's it's more like the daughter of sue storm or the son of sue storm <laughs> he's um i mean i don't don't have to be closely
3: related i don't if we can like have like a mixed race family I don't mind if there's an age dist- difference uh, um
2: but your your Shaya is is my favorite pick of one of the entire thing i think Shia could absolutely fucking knock it out of the park uh he, is, he can be big without having a big stature because he literally can just have CG. Because like, mm-hmm. his, his acting style and his, his personality is big, but he can also stew really well. He can go small big, mm-hmm. which I, I would really enjoy to see. And he's funny. Funny guy. He's- Underrated funny guy. Great <laughs> SNL episodes every time he went on. <laughs> cool. uh, anyway. Hunter, I, the idea of your cast is probably the best, especially if we're thinking of marketing. Like, if we're thinking of making this movie, the idea of your cast is the best one. Uh, I'm not completely, like, I would be willing to check out Chalamet. I love Zazie Beats, obviously. Uh, I think that she's probably the best pick of the mix for you. Uh, I don't know about Ezra Miller, uh, particularly as the human torch, because the human torch fucks. <laughs> Ezra, dude, people fucking love Ezra Miller. I, I know they love him, He's but like. He's a pansexual like, king. It's like, <laughs> it's like an. I know, but like, the human torch is a mechanic. He's like an auto mechanic. He's like an old school type of dude in, in a lot of ways. You could update that. Like, you don't have to stick to comic yeah. lore. Uh,. And I'm sure you probably would be updating it because mechanics. If you're going for Gen Z, like you said, he's you're not an gonna Uber have an driver now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, man, he's, he's an a, influencer. I was gonna <laughs> say, damn it, you beat me to it.
0: <laughs> he's like James Charles. Yeah. <laughs> He's a little bit of like an airhead,
2: ego maniac. Yeah. A bit. Well, that's the yeah. thing is that is a take that it's just the biggest risk out of your cast because it could actually really work. I
3: think he could do it.
2: Yeah. If he's playing like a really cocky, like different type of cocky, which mm. he's capable of. Cause I think that's what he is in real life. Uh, Joe Keery, not a thousand percent on that. Uh, as Ben Graham, I'd love to see him figured in here. Maybe elsewhere. I could see him doing the human torch actually. Um, Just hair alone, you know? I just, well, my
1: whole thing behind it is because I am updating that he's not a mechanic. Instead, both of them are kind of dicks between Ben Grimm and Johnny Storm in my cast, but they're, like, different. Like, Ben Grimm is a jock. He's like kind of a little bit of a doofus, this jock dude. Uh, Where Johnny Storm is, he's smart, but he like doesn't give a fuck about anything. Like he's the person who just like doesn't go to class and they'll still get A's on exams because he just like doesn't give a fuck about society or anything like that.
2: You think uh, you think (sighs) here he's dumber than Ezra. Yes, calling the thing. (laughs) Yes,
3: I do. Calling the thing a jerk is like just made my heart sad. No, that's no.
1: (laughs) Well, that's I am updating. I'm making it so because the whole thing. I like. I like the idea of him being. He was a football player. Like he was this like. But he's a
3: nice guy. He becomes best friends with a nerd because he's got a heart of gold. He's like the ever loving blue eyed. Well, that's
1: why. Like he's not. He's not an asshole. Like that's not the way that I meant to pitch it. But he is a little bit of a jock.
2: Uh, So all in all, though, your your cast. Has an insane amount of potential. Their ceiling is really high. If if someone could make it work, but the risk factor is the highest out of any of you. Um, so I, that's, that just
1: happens with young casts in general. I like casting you. a younger. I cast.
3: think the Ezra Miller one. I'm kind of getting convinced on that. That'd well, be cool. Yeah. They, they also after, after like,
2: what you just said. I'm I'm a little yeah, more sold on. They it.
0: all seem like like really hot actors That's like sexy. in more sense in more in more sense than one you know like they yeah. would draw in the crowd yeah, just like checklist did but are when. but are they gonna work as a team are you gonna buy that they are a family
1: yes because i think that all of them are really good actors and i think that they could all have amazing chemistry but with they're each all other. big personalities I see. I don't think so. I think that a lot of them play back seats in different movies. Like they've all kind of taken a back seat in a movie before. And we'll like, whenever you think about Zazie beats is not even in every episode of Atlanta. She knows how to take a back seat. Ezra Miller has not played the lead in a lot of movies that he's in. He's just the perfect heat check guy where he comes in there. Joe Keery is not the lead in stranger things, but he comes on the screen for those moments okay, and he makes you laugh out loud. Here's
2: what I'll say about that because that is obviously going to be a concern, especially with a young cast. Uh, I would say that James Gunn would be a great choice to lead that to at that endeavor. You know, he I mean if you ask any actor he's worked with, they've ride for that dude. He's a chemistry director. He likes having a fun set. He likes getting everyone on the same page. Uh I'm not fully like it, it jives for me like that. You made a good choice of director because if you picked a like a more of
0: like a cold stern director, I don't think that this would turn. Oh, out. Oh,
1: can great. I go back and change my choice to Josh
0: Trank? Josh Trank. <laughs> I have I have some quick thoughts on on Harry's pitch. Oh. I I think that your cast is great, but not for an MCU movie. I don't see Shia LaBeouf. In an MCU movie, that <laughs> that didn't see, I don't choice. see that. <laughs> I didn't
3: see Angelina Jolie in MCU. That, I don't think that means anything
2: anymore. I see him in it. Like the, the amount of people who should not be in MCU movies <sighs> yeah. and they are anyway. And Anthony horrible- Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, and they're and on top of that they're miscast. Like Idris Elba is just nothing. He's <laughs> right. just he's Wasted. running around in the worst part of Thor Ragnarok doing something that no one cares about. Like if if you give him like a meaty part, I would love it. But I mean, you're ultimately. I mean, partially right. But it's
0: Shia LaBeouf, and I want to see him. I like him a lot. Also, I think Bill Hader is Reed Richards. He doesn't grab the... the He can be a serious actor. We've seen Barry. Mm -hmm. But I think that in this role in particular, I could see him just leaning in too much into the snarkiness. And we need a, a Reed Richards that... Can hold a little bit more of like well, this father figure. I'm looking also, at this more how and
1: nobody's answered for sure. How stretchy is Bill Hader? Well, we got Is look. my question? He's, I gotta he's see him dangly. Sure, <laughs> he is, he is, um, honestly. He has a dangly well, looking. Regarding dude.
2: that, Ernest, I would probably say that like for your movie, that's definitely true. But he has a different tone to his movie. He has a lighthearted movie. Like yeah. it's, it's baked into his pitch.
0: It's, I mean, it's my, a movie. my movie has to be lighthearted too because it's still it's still a Marvel movie. I mean, that's why I got Simon Pegg in there. That's why I got John Boyega in there. These are guys even Oscar Isaac and I'm sure Cynthia Erivo they all have the chops to put in that humor my obviously my pitch is the more serious of the three definitely and it is going to be pulling a lot from that drama and the anguish and distraughtness of this situation that these characters find themselves mm-hmm. in but we got to keep it light I mean this the opening uh, third, where we see the team dynamic as they're readying up the mission. That yeah. has to be chock full of jokes and humor to get us in in the zone. And then that middle chunk in the quantum realm, that's where we get the drama. So your cast is good for the drama, particularly Oscar and Cynthia. Yeah. Um, I, I need to talk about uh, Vigo Bortensen as Von Doom real quick, sure. though, because he is the secret sauce of my movie. <laughs> he is the the thread that we follow because he has the most invested in this. He has dedicated his life to figuring out what happened to these people the past 30 years. And once he finds that and he successfully brings them back to Earth, he believes that he is a true hero who has saved lives. But he doesn't care about the the havoc that that caused and that that caused. And so the epic third act climactic battle is actually like a three-way battle Mm -hmm. where uh, strange and hulk are trying to take the machine away from doom and doom won't have it and the fantastic four are actually just trying to break up the fight and and not have anyone get okay
2: so your pitch is the most ambitious out of anybody's it's the most out there it is really interesting like i would like to see it uh, but I don't see lightheartedness in this pitch. I know that it can be in the movie, but this seems like a very serious movie just based on content alone. Like it almost has to be, and I want to see it be serious. Like I would want to see that. But you know, we're in the MCU; it's tricky. It becomes hard. Well, my
1: but- my thing, if I can interject one thing, I think that that's a great pitch for like the second Fantastic Four movie. I think mm. the first movie has to be more lighthearted. You can't introduce these characters and it's immediately. Uh, Captain America Civil War. Like, you have to actually spend some it time with it. It won't be immediately,
0: though. The the first third is dedicated no, I'm to spending about, time I'm with the about characters. The
1: first time, like being the first movie as a whole, having it already being that dramatic. But the
0: audiences won't be hung up on the drama and the seriousness because we're going to dazzle them with things they've never <laughs> seen before. This will be. Imagine. <laughs> <Dazzle> <laughs> imagine. Like Paddington this. Bear everywhere. <laughs> I imagine like that. The, pick, damn it. Imagine the yeah. sequences of Doctor Strange when the cities are folding into the themselves, uh-huh. but imagine that happening with fantastical worlds that you couldn't even possibly imagine. That is what this movie is going to look like. It's, it's a trip I'll, fest. I'll
3: say above anything that I think you've got the best uh, actor to play, Doom. I'm kind of angry at him of that myself. That is well, a good one Because, because yeah.
0: he is not a villain in, in this movie. He is our... Our hero, our protagonist yeah. for all intents and purposes, he's the one we follow. It's his journey I, that we're invested I, in.
3: I've spent like years thinking like who could play Doctor Doom, and I'm still like I'm still kind of coming up empty because that is a incredibly hard character to put on screen because he is incredibly yeah. operatic. I think and I think
0: Fassbender would be great, but I he's did Magneto. I did too, yeah, so I, I don't that... want to see him like yeah. wearing a very dipping. similar mask. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the character
3: needs to, the actor needs to bring like a certainty to that role and a complete like belief that he is right, and like that overwhelms everything.
0: And and Mortensen Martinson yeah, has the, yeah. he has the heart as well and the you can sympathize with that guy. You can yeah. look at him, you can think he's menacing as hell, but you can also be like, wow, what a sweet guy. What a what a driven individual that just wants to find his friends. So uh Hunter, your story,
2: typically I would be a hundred percent in agreement with you that like we could just skip the origin. But in this case, I think we might need it because it has never been done right in a movie. And like you skip the origin when it's been done right. Like Spider-Man, we had seen a great origin story for Spider-Man, so we didn't need to see it again. Uh, and that was the downfall of several movies. <laughs> um But with this, I I think like cuz like you said we are introducing this to a new generation. Uh Gen Z and even most most people in the world did not see Fanforstick Stick 2015. Um is it 2015 2016? Yeah, 2015 there uh, us. And then if you go back uh if especially if we're talking Gen Z, they didn't see the originals, the 2005 or whatever. Uh and I think that they might need to meet like they might need a little more intro
1: well that's why i i didn't mean to completely dismiss because this is still a little bit of an origin story but i'm not even i i'm less so focusing on that and i'm trying to i'm thinking of this as it would fit into the mcu yeah. which i think is how they might introduce galactus to the mcu is one of galactus's henchmen is the silver surfer is a big fantastic four person this is Harold, and that's why i think that my pitch has, it's going to, that's why I'm saying that we can have an origin story without it actually being about the origin. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what my idea is, okay. is that we don't need to actually see them stumble into like an interdimension and then them like come back and they're like, oh, I'm all like stretchy When now. you say origin,
0: we, it, you're talking about how they got their powers, essentially. We don't yes, need that. We that, don't
1: need that, but we can still see, this is the first time that they've had a mission together. Right.
0: See, my movie, that's the meat of the movie, is seeing the powers and how they work and and how it all kind of clicks because uh, it's all about the crazy mm, world-shifting, reality-bending rules of the quantum realm and seeing that for an extended period of time is going to be incredible. And the one thing I have to mention uh, before we all wrap up is when they find Ben Grimm, so they, it's like one by one, we meet where each person is at and how they, their powers are introduced. Yeah. When we get to Ben Grimm, he's the last one, it's just a big fucking rock. It's a big <laughs> like egg. Like stone block. Yeah, just an egg-looking <laughs> stone. Oh, man. And they're like, how the fuck are we supposed to... <laughs> they know that he's in there because Doom has a heartbeat monitor that says that, that he's in there, that they're tracking. But they're like, this is a boulder. How are we gonna get (laughs) home? So I I like this scene a lot. So they have to science the shit out of it and figure (laughs) out how to break him out of there. And they use like a slingshot method with Reed Richards, like shooting the rock into the sky and it and it crumbling down. And they all have to collaborate. We're gonna see a lot of them using their powers together and learning what they can even do. And the the rock crashes down, breaks open, and Ben Grimm he's a big rock monster yeah. but he's just happy to not be trapped so in a big that's, rock.
1: I, I did want to say that was one thing I forgot to make in my first initial pitch uh, for my movie is whenever they first fight Doctor Doom it's their first time ever fighting so you see them doing silly stuff. We're going to see Joe Keery as the thing just to, like try and like jump into him and like fall into him as a rock because he's like I don't know I'm a rock man <laughs> like let me just jump on him or something. There's going to be moments of that in the first thing where like <laughs> or we'll have Timothy Chalamet as uh mr fantastic where he tries to like stretch out and grab him but like he overshoots it and just keeps going with his stretchy arm because he doesn't know how to use his powers yet
2: we should just we'll wrap right now uh i've I've heard a lot from everybody i like all of this i like all these ideas like this is all very impressive work thank you mr feige (laughs) f man um if i'm feige i might go with a different choice than the choice that i have made uh because I didn't go purely on like what would make a billion. Think
1: about what would Feige do. Oh <laughs> <You, I'm laughs> i pi- made do? my pitch based
2: on what Kevin Feige So, do. um I also needed to say, Harry, your, while your story was the most vague, definitely out of anyone's, the soul of your movie is my favorite of the bunch, and I'm going to give it to Harry. Whoa! It's that time. I think it's fucking. Harry wrote Shia his story
1: on the way here to Orlando.
3: But I've been today. reading
2: them comics for years. It's it it captured a a feeling really really well. I think Brad Bird is an amazing choice. Yeah. He does he have this. He has this impenetrable optimism in all his movies. And especially in a series like Fanforstic, that there's so much cynicism <laughs> surrounding. You just need someone who will unflappably lead you into this. Yeah, project. that's the thing like, about
3: these characters. Like if you want them to stand out, the fact is these people, like opposed to anyone else in the world of these these superheroes, they like love each other. They care about each other in a way that no one else really in these movies the Avengers are a team. Uh, you know, fucking no one else is really a team at all. These this is a family. I think like I'm just excited to see that in
1: the movies. I, I do have one comment I wanted to make is that uh your decision's fucking wrong. <laughs> You're an idiot <laughs> and I'm quitting the podcast. Is how right. it goes usually, I'm moving yeah, to yeah. Boston
2: now. Usually it's, it's your yeah fault. the choice is made and then everyone gets to insult the person okay. and then they she can change it if they're well, I
3: didn't I didn't know that we had like come up with a plot. I just was more like like put in the ingredients and then they would make the ingredients. I didn't know I was well, making the Well, the cake. thing is yeah. even
2: with like just the outline of what you came up with, mm-hmm. I like that movie and like Ernest, you did like your your idea. And same with yours, Hunter. You have like intricate ideas. Like you have uh stakes and villains and like acts and everything. Uh and but particularly you, Ernest, like that is a movie
0: uh that is almost like too good for this. I mean it 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 it's- just taps into the whole spider-verse thing of seeing something on the screen that you thought was only possible in a well, comic so book. So the thing is it does, but
2: it also has to reckon with the fact that these are this is CG humans in a green screen for the whole movie. Yeah, that is that was an issue for me. I love Vigo. I love Vigo being a yeah, hero. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, and I love your idea, pr- like a lot. And same with you, Hunter. I like, I liked your act structure. I like your tie-ins to the the actual MCU. That's the most practical of the bunch, definitely. Like it makes a lot of sense. Um, really, the only thing that sunk it was. Uh, I don't think Chalamet's stretchy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Chalamet is so goddamn stretchy. He's done. <laughs> Chalamet, come in here. Timothy. No. Timothy, the, come here. Show how far you the, can stretch your arms.
2: Literally the only the only thing that kind of I, I disagreed with was the decision to start it in like because it went against the theory that we are introducing this to so many people this is the one time that I want an origin story because I have never seen it done even a little good it's well, always what? been
0: so bad Kevin
1: feige just texted me he's been listening <laughs> to this pod live and he said that he's buying my pitch so <laughs> I'm moving
0: to Hollywood boys yeah we're gonna need royalties if they use any
3: of this stuff I, I don't know about you guys but something that stumped me the whole drive over was basically like where to fit doom because basically I, I personally have the belief that this whole thing where he is a team member that's working with them in the beginning I know that makes sense for like a a movie and it is efficient but I think it's just not really as special for the main four. Uh, I'm personally partial to lab accident goes wrong in college, which I was, is very fun. I was really uh. upset that
1: you didn't have Mole Man in there. I really uh, thought I that Mole Man it. was going well, to make it. I was it.
3: thinking, do we, do, I was originally thinking uh, Mole Man and Namor, because uh, I thought that'd be fun, but like, I just, just figuring out how to balance all these pieces got so frustrating for him. to like, fuck it, put it in space, lean yeah. in on the joy of discovery. That's why well, these guys rule anyway.
2: Ultimately, the, the thing that also sold me was, I think that you had an impeccable cast. Like, it, it for the tone for your movie, you mm-hmm. had a perfect cast. I was like,
3: like Rachel McAdams, a Bill Hader can go well
2: together. Them is yeah. them as a couple is beautiful, and then like the kid, basically like a little brother, like Macho Man, who's like you know you don't fully even buy in, and that no. plays into the comedy of his character. Yeah, that works. I I. I like the bigger picture of your movie. If you had gotten more specific, hey, maybe I would hate all of your ideas. The, you
3: and know? it turns out they're all really into eugenics, and that's the main <laughs> arc of the movie. They, yeah, they go Brad,
0: around measuring skull shapes. Yeah. Brad Bird's whole exceptionalism <laughs> thing really he's, plays into his, this one. Yeah,
3: I don't feel like he's fully in like Ayn Rand territory, but he is a weird like neighbor to is that he? shit. No, kind of. It's like teetering kind of, a bit. Bit. Yeah, It's, it's oh. very much on the edge. Yeah. It's not
2: fully there. So Hunter wins. Um, <laughs> Hunter did it. Sweet, I did it. Fuck um, right. I, I want to say though, this was actually like, I wouldn't have come up with anything as good as any of yours. Like, this was truly all around, like, great.
3: Congratulations, shit. Yeah. Harry. Yeah, Woo! it feels good. I'm very happy to walking be walking away with the belt. That feels good. Um, I did
1: just want to say one quick comment before we wrap this up. If I did go with an adult cast, I think that the perfect thing is Vincent D'Onofrio.
3: Okay. Give Pink me pin. Vincent
1: D'Onofrio as the thing. Hell yeah! I
3: really liked your he's Timothy. He's so big. I liked your Timothy mm. Chalamet. I thought that was your. That best. was the
1: one thing that yeah. I like. As soon as I thought I'm going with the young cast, I'm like, I'm putting Timothy in there. I, I didn't. Mind We're gonna
3: th- get that kid buff.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's gotta get.
1: I, he's gonna be buff. But he has, he'll still be stretchy. I don't, do. Wanna, don't worry about that.
3: I do want to say real quick live that it's gonna be really, really hard for them to get these characters into the movies because I feel. Yeah. Here's my thing: is that I feel like Fantastic Four are corny. They're old fashioned. They're outdated. I don't think you can ever get around that i don't think you should try so the problem is then you should make a more dated older thing which i suggests, do like that pitch, which, oh which do like su- suggests doing a, a more period piece
2: maybe, yeah, more, i loved i love both of you know. being my, in the 80s um, i did yeah.
1: <laughs> my my thinking of it was because luckily since x-men doesn't exist in this universe yet they can be the first mutants that we see Ooh. like the first real mutants aside from like scarlet girl With, no she's um,
3: she's not though
1: yeah she's not she's yeah. a she's an experiment yeah Whatever. Yeah. no we're like <laughs> this is the first introduction that we have to mutants in the world in a pre-X-Men in the MCU world yeah. all right yeah. we got to wrap it up Yeah. Let's so wrap.
0: congratulations Harry and another hopefully fight to have. we'll have you on again could soon
3: I, do you think I could be the judge if I won is you're the judge yeah. of the next one. Oh cool I can, yeah. I can call in if anything but yeah, yeah
0: hell yeah all <laughs> right well judge. we're happy to have you Uh, thanks for coming on glad to be here any final thoughts
2: um I mean, I already said it, you guys all did a, did a killer job, uh, but I'm also a big fan of taking your time with your franchise, especially because we can do that because we're in the MCU and there's an amount of trust that's had. If this were just like another upstart a la Trank, I wouldn't, I'm like, we don't have time to like, yeah. just like fuck around. But like in the MCU, we have time to fuck around because the MCU will never leave
0: us. It'll right. always
2: be here until we die.
0: Thanks for listening. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen. Tell your friends if you enjoy the show. You can email us at weebottomic gmail.com and follow us on social media at WeBoughtAMike. Thanks again, Harry. Thank Thanks you. Thanks, boys. Till the next one. And looking forward to it. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.